Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Hi, Jack Spratt. Jack Spratt. Jack Spratt could eat no fat, and his wife could eat no lean. Actually, I'm on the keto diet right now, so the more fat I eat, the better. I know, isn't it? It's, it's how it's, ironic. It is ironic. Okay, Allison Morissette, but it's working, it right? So far, so good. Are you okay with it? What the diet? Yeah. Eh, fat. Yeah. Kinda. <laughs> Nobody likes. The well, diet, listen. What? It's a livid. <laughs> it's a livid. It's expensive to diet that way, but it's working. Well, I. It's so funny to say that, that I'm so blessed that I have the money to be on a diet. Isn't that a messed up, isn't that a totally it is, it is. up it's, statement? It's, 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 With my $3 candy bars and yeah, my, uh, yeah. and my uh, uh, bacon and milk. Yeah, yeah it, it, the whole I, thing. Actually, this is a monumental occasion, this diet, because I think this is the longest I've ever gone without drinking milk. Yeah. Considering I could go through a gallon of milk in a day or day or yeah, you know, you every could, day and a half. Yeah, you could, which is weird. Well, I like milk. Yeah. And so but me not me not well, have, And you are a toddler type. <laughs> that is not nice. Well. <laughs> Only when I've had, No. Well, you know. Yes. So. Uh, it's going uh, well. Yes, and it's we going well. Well, well it's, it's, it's going along yeah. swimmingly. Yes. <gasps> Ooh, nice. I love it. I know. Nice word. <laughs> and uh, we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about diets. We we're aren't. Here to talk about. Murder. I can talk about diets all day no, long. No, no, no. We've got another. We've got another horrible spouse. Thank God, they're so stupid. And there's so many. They're of them. so stupid. They, they think that we're going to get caught. I just this particular one that it's, I know we're talking about. Yeah. It's like okay, this is a really bad decision. Let me make another one. Yeah. So well put, oy well put. Oh my it's god! April of oh, 19- I just said oh very. They happen to be Jewish. That is irrelevant to the it story. Is irrelevant, but they but they, they happen to be Jewish. Okay, <laughs> it's April of nineteen ninety seven. You didn't do it. You didn't start it. Right. Oh my goodness! It's forensic files. Forensic season files. 10. Season ten. Episode twenty seven. Episode twenty seven. Summer obsession. Summer obsession. By Calvin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be Summer Wheatley from Summer uh, Wheatley, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Summer Wheatley. She was the, uh, the yes, bar- right. I want it to be Summer now, Wheatley. What is, that's actually Summer Wheatley sounds like a lovely cologne fragrance. It actually it does. Anyway, Summer Wheatley. It's April of nineteen ninety seven. Summer Wheatley by and Calvin we, Klein. Okay, we, sorry, we, get, we get a nine one one call. Have I ever much My wife spoke from that there in the tub. Something happened to her in the tub. She fell, and she's not breathing. She's blue. And right off the bat, Jack, how are you feeling? They just get worse. Kevin had the idea that we are going to eventually do a podcast where we... No, no, no. We are going to. We are going to. No, no, no. Don't don't tell Oh, I'm not allowed to give it away? No, no, no. That's a secret. I will not not give it away. That's going to be a special So these 911 calls are just... it's, It's... You listen to the 911 call, and before they've said... A sentence. Ah, he did it. Okay. <laughs> so it's 34-year-old Craig Rabinowitz and his wife, Stephanie. Poor and the 911 calls. Craig is called in. He's found his wife unresponsive in the bathtub upstairs. Because so many people just are unresponsive in, in bathtubs. bathtubs. Yeah, yes. we, and, and good company in the car. We found a lot of people unresponsive in bathtubs, bathtubs. haven't we? <sighs> and when the cops arrive, he's still upstairs in the bathroom with her, and... She's still in the tub. He hasn't neglected. He's neglected. That's the first thing I said. 
She was still in the tub? He didn't pull her out of the tub? I, it, did that seem odd to you? That seemed very odd. Oh, I think my wife may have possibly dr- is having uh, ingested a lot of water in the tub. Let me pull her out of the tub. Right. So I have to assume at least 10 minutes, 15 minutes passed between <sighs> when he called in and they exactly, get there. So yes. he's still in the bedroom. So they they take her to uh, the ambulance, take her to the hospital. She is dead. There's no brain activity. And poor Gre- Steph. Craig collapses in grief. He's Colla- on the ground. He collapses in grief. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say this. I know you have had travesty in your life with unexpected deaths. I have had trauma in my life with sick uh, loved ones who have died. Have you ever? Collapsed in grief. No. Exactly. It's a drama. It, it's being a drama queen. It's it's all that it is. It's it's a drama queen. That exaggerated response to oh. unexpected. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's exactly. It right. is literally you you can't ignore you can't put a word on it. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, and and it's 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 such a tell with so many of these <sighs> murderous spouses that they overreact. To a spouse that they were known to have, like, ex- they were estranged. But so many of these spouses who have known estranged relationships, for them to suddenly be the spouse <laughs> I was not getting uh, along with, and everybody knew we were probably headed toward d- oh, divorce, so silly. that they they throw themselves on the ground and they're, they're pulling their hair but out. These people who plan these murders, I'm thinking... I'm thinking somehow they think that <laughs> they're going to get away with it. I know, yeah. That the, no one's going to know. No one's going to put two and two together. No one's going to notice this. I'm just going to get away with it. I'm this. smarter than the hundreds and hundreds of, of people, people and then no one's done this before. No one's going to double check me. <laughs> Charles <laughs> Craig is the homicide detective, and he asked the, the attending physician, he's like, you know, what the fuck? And he's like, I don't know, sometimes, and which I thought was kind of irresponsible, but the attending physician is like, sometimes. Sometimes people, people die. die. You know, they've got aneurysms. That, or... that is true. I asked the doctor, you know, help me out here. What do you think happened? And he said he really didn't know. He told me sometimes people die for unexplained reasons. Could have been an aneurysm, a heart attack, whatever. But on first glance, there wasn't any sign of trauma. Comma, but. Uh-huh. After an autopsy, they can tell you why. Uh huh. Well, so there is no. Sometimes people die. Well, yeah, sometimes people do die. But once you investigate it and look at the body and figure it out, you can tell why. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and uh, we we get this to is the, too amusing to me. Well, me too. We get to what Craig. There's a thing Craig was counting on with the Jewish tradition that gets nailed, which I love. Oy vey. He was, and the, you know, I say that all the time. Oive, and I'm not love, of Jewish persuasion. With love, but I love that. Oy you are but I, you're half jewish as far as i'm concerned <laughs> you are i don't think so but thank you i no, I, I honestly and i say that with respect well i i i okay you know, I, I mean you're not well, technically half i jewish. don't want to ever uh, uh, my response of, to, of course to that is i don't want to be offensive to anybody who is actually jewish judaism and catholicism have surrounded me most of my adult life I so i have it. definite i have definite connections or definite and uh, a love and i uh, think, yes yes and yes. we catholics and jews embrace you completely <laughs> you are part of our tribe you are part of our tradition my little southern baptist ass and yes, no no okay. no you are with us forever <laughs> and ever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> very funny so okay, okay, uh, sorry, sorry, all right sorry. we're gonna fuck this up because charles no, craig not. 
Charles Craig is the homicide detective. Craig Rabinowitz is the guy we are looking at. So it's going to be a little difficult. But so anyway, we find that that evening they went to a Thai restaurant. Everything was fine. They came Came home. home. Uh, They had a couple of drinks. In the reenactment, they both had a couple of beers, which seems odd. I don't think of a girl having a beer. Well, some women drink beer. Anyway, There's nothing wrong he, with that. They have a couple of beers. He's watching the the hockey game. They don't the mention it, but game. I have to assume it's the Flyers. <laughs> and I have to assume they're losing. <laughs> and she goes up to have a uh, a bath. And later on, I want the uh, investigators to ask him how, what was the score of the game. They, they should have, yeah. They yeah, should have yeah. done, right? And then, of course, I'm going to totally steal this away from you right now. Right. It's Philadelphia. Yeah. I hate Philadelphia. Oh, that's okay. I fucking hate A lot hate of people do. I have had, had several. Oh, ask Jessica. I love Pittsburgh. <laughs> I have been to Philadelphia uh, several times, and each time it has been a. Uh, it's either been a complete like waste yes oh my god so philadelphia to me it's like as soon as it came up that it was philadelphia i was like yeah that was my initial response (laughs) back to the story well he's downstairs and hears a big thump upstairs and he thinks it's uh she must have knocked the shampoo bottle how big is that shampoo bottle right jesus christ i mean we all go to costco was it like the 40 gallon i'm rolling i'm rolling my eyes so 40 gallon costco so he keeps watching the thing after about a half an hour he figures she doesn't come back and he goes upstairs he finds her in the tub she's fallen and hit her head does that sound familiar as a matter Ed? of fact it does sound vaguely familiar as somebody who went to missouri st <laughs> louis a couple episodes ago in a hotel even yeah i pulled out a, oh, ho- a, 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 a ring is there a bad like uh, Cliff Note guy to <laughs> doing to this. Really? Really? Because so, we haven't gotten to the check marks yet. Because you know he's gonna Kevin's gonna go through the list here in a second. I'm gonna go check. Yep. Check, 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 check. So they uh so Charles Craig, our 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 interviewer, our, our homicide detective, said that he was as cool as a cucumber in his interview. Normally his wife has just dropped dead. Right. And they go over it and he he doesn't he's not giving any of the things that they normally look for. We hear from Jim Nolan. He was a reporter with the Philadelphia Daily News, and they cover this thing super closely. The Philadelphians love their, you know, real trashy. Well, well, because Philadelphia used to be one of those towns where all the papers were really important newspapers. Yeah, it's a society town. Yeah, it used to be a society. Not anymore. All right, well, uh, Jim Nolan comes in with this. The Rabinowitzes were the perfect couple. In love, with good jobs... They had a beautiful young daughter, a year old. He had a business of his own selling latex gloves and supplies. They'd been married since 1990. She was a lawyer, Bryn Mawr and Temple University educated. So she went to Bryn Mawr and she went to Temple. Bryn Mawr, the no, main, no, no. right? They live on the main line. I'm actually, a little more impressed with Bryn Mawr than I am with Temple, but that's beside the point. Anyway. You should be because yeah. Bryn Mawr is better. Okay. But the main line <laughs> is that line outside that heads uh, northeast, northwest out of uh, Philly, and it's Bryn Mawr and it's Marion, and 
It's uh, a couple other towns, and it's it's where the, the, the desired lived. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's desired. My uncle David's oh, father had a place on the main line. Of course, they did. Of course, he did. But of it was gone. Of course, they did. <laughs> Philadelphia so, society. Right. Is this just like Titanic? Is Rose going to come out of the ground? It's a little bit like exactly. that. Exactly. So they live in Marion. At first, they, they in, in the the forensic files episode, they were just doing general shots of Bryn Mawr, and I thought it was their house, and I was. Like shit! Look at the place they're oh, in. Oh, that's right. That's really. And funny. then you actually yeah, see yeah. their house. It was nice, but well, it, wasn't, you know, it weren't all that. Well, it's bigger than. And uh, anyway. so he helped put her through law school, and they have a baby, which is amazing to me. He okay. Well, I don't. I don't want to jump. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, he is in latex sales, which oh sounds like God. something straight out of Seinfeld oh God, that George Costanza would have been. So what like, do you know for a living? Yeah, I sell latex gloves. I sell latex, right? But wasn't there a whole song, oh, whole thing always. on, on yeah, Seinfeld yeah, yeah. where he was? Uh, oh fuck! Anyway, he, he anyway. So he's in latex sales, and she's she has a law career, and they're doing well. And we get a little soundbite from Mitchell Bach, which is Stephanie's boss. Stephanie spoke about her marriage in, in very idyllic terms. I mean, she thought she had a wonderful relationship, almost a perfect relationship, in that. And she was extremely happy. Stephanie's parents wanted her buried. The Jewish tradition is you bury the person if they if they when they die you bury them before the next sunset. Right, which well, is which is a if you're a practicing member of Judaism, that's right. a, if you're a conservative, thing, yeah. I I don't because I don't whole think conserv- they embalm either. They I don't, don't think. I don't think I they could do. Be wrong. I don't know. But there's reformed and all that stuff. And, and you cover uh, the mirrors. I sh- yeah. Shiva. Sit, sit, shitting shiva. shiva, yeah. Shitting, no, sit, oh. sitting. <gasps> Oop, that sounded offensive. Sorry. No, no, no. Sitting shiva. Sitting shiva. So yeah. you could, you don't want to see mirrors because you don't want to see the see grief, the grief in, your in your face. face. And, and, and you also don't want to be worried about how you look. And uh, vanity. Yeah, vanity, and it, it's. <laughs> a, Okay. It's an interesting, but I understand. I wish that the rabbinical Ooh. hierarchy of Ooh, Judaism. He's using big right? words. Like, he's, using, he's using those three dollar words. Right, again. but I, I think that it it enables because in the Jewish tradition, you want to get the body in the ground as quickly as possible, and I get that back from thousands of years. Exactly. ago. Exactly, <laughs> we don't want to smell. Right. But, that's so horrible, but that's exactly why a lot of the things in the Bible and a lot of things that have to do with religion is because of practicality. It's very well, practical. We got we to gotta get them in the ground before 24 hours so they don't start stinking. That it's is a, very <laughs> practical. Oh, and oh my so, God. I'm laughing. That's horrible. Well, so Stephanie's parents wanted her buried before the next sundown, but city coroner Ian Hood, who is our hero, steps in and says, not on my watch, bitch. This don't, don't look cool. I I don't think he said that. He didn't say that, but he said, no, we're not. He was like, no, 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 no. And they overruled it. And I think her parents were like, it looks fishy. Yeah. It looks fishy. He's like, okay, we can be cool about this. And then a tipster calls to the cops and he says, you might want to look at Craig's Which involvement. Which was funny. Sh- that, that makes me laugh. A tipster. Right. An anonymous, an anonymous tip. And who he, with a strip club called, <laughs> come on, give it to me. Delilah's Den. This is Delilah. Delilah. She has a. That's there, there's sultry. another Delilah that has a yes, radio show. A, Do you know her? I, I'm assuming. She's, I think she's nationwide. She could just she be on the East Coast. Delilah. She's yeah. on the adult. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the adult, adult channel. Maybe yeah, we yeah. get her in Pinehurst. It's completely different, uh, Delilah. But the only still. time I ever listened to her, Christmas. 
That's yeah. when I listen to her because they always play the Christmas music. She's like a comfort food. She she does. She she's pleasant to listen to. Yeah, Delilah. That's sultry. The same. Sadly, sultry, she doesn't own the sultry. Sultry. She's not club. a stripper in an uh, upscale <laughs> strip club in Philadelphia. Different. Delilah, However, huh? the name Delilah. Anyway, we got Nolan, who is a reporter for the uh, Philadelphia times and he describes the place delilah's den is the upscale strip club in philadelphia it's a place where it's not uncommon to see a lot of professional athletes or entertainers or people who visit philadelphia from out of town business people so we unlearn we learned that scale strip <laughs> club which is an oxymoron There's well no such thing. you know back in my day so? i mean wait, wait what, what? Huh? No, I didn't say that. We learned that Greg is uh, infatuated with one stripper. Her name is Summer, Summer. and I want her last name to be Wheatley so bad. <laughs> That's but hilarious. her her co-stripper Miss Bunny tells us how it is with Summer. Well, Summer didn't come dance at clubs to make friends. Like she was definitely there to make money, and she was sort of known as something of a shark. Like she was always a big money maker. She always went after the like customers that appeared to have the most money. You can either be entertaining on stage and make it real clear to the customers that we're going to have a good time while you're here, but the fun ends at the door. Or you can sort of draw the customers into this like longer, uh, drawn-out fantasy and develop regular customers. Summer insists. Not even her best customer. Yeah, it's not even her best customer. Now and, think about it. And this, no sex. This guy is spending $3,000 a week. a week throwing money at this this adult dancer, right, and yeah. he is one not having sex with her. Uh-huh. Two, now this is according to according right. to Summer. One not having sex with her, not her best customer. Uh- <laughs> so someone is out there spending more than three, <laughs> three grand a week. Throwing money at summer. What a good point you've made. Really? I'm like... You're an academic at this point. (laughs) When it comes to stripping. So she's still working herself through college. She's still trying to put herself through college. Uh, She's 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Bunny says that she knows girls who have gotten cars and apartments and dental work. Dental work. work She goes on and on. You know what, though? Dental work that you got to get your teeth fixed. Got to get get your your teeth fixed. Get your work, boo-boo. Earn your money, boo-boo. So we're... uh, Craig was spending his money he's using his credit card to buy delilah dollars that made me laugh straight white men are such oh, fools God, they're idiots they're so they're going fools. in with their credit cards and they're they're because you know they usually don't go in with cash they nope. go in with their credit card this is how this works you go in with your credit card yep. spell it out and then you you say okay i want five hundred dollars worth of delilah dollars delilah dollars say that, that don't last times. long say that three times fast so i'm assuming that you give them your credit card and because you're putting it on your credit card they may give you a few extra dollars so if you buy five hundred dollars worth of Delilah, yeah, dollars, you might get a couple. You probably extra get five fifty or maybe six hundred. <laughs> so then you use that instead of cash, and then the strippers, when they get those Delilah dollars, they turn those in, <laughs> and they look like Monopoly money. Of course they do. <laughs> they do. They, they literally do. look like Monopoly I money. I know. <laughs> and of course, and so then those the strippers turn those in for cash as their tips later in the evening, which is really not fair for the strippers because that's how they get tips. Yeah, they do. Oh, see? right. See? We're here for you. Like back in the day when I never. Mind. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So, (laughs) Craig, Stephanie knew that Craig was going there because Craig had a very profitable latex glove sales business going. (laughs) Very profitable. Right. Latex. She was an accomplished lawyer and he had a very nice latex import export scheme going on. And, uh, yeah, according to the, according to the police, she was aware that he went there to take clients and whatnot to Delilah. Right. And he would, and they would buying his product and across town. And, uh, and the year before she died, Craig spent almost a hundred thousand dollars at that club. Oh and cops- more than a hundred thousand dollars. That is more than most people make in a year. A hundred thousand dollars. Your average individual doesn't make a hundred thousand dollars a year. No. And he is literally blowing it on booze and strippers. And just the one stripper. Just some. Apparently just the one stripper. And I'm sorry, if she's making a hundred thousand dollars off this one guy and he's not her best client. Right. I Summer, where are you now? Really? I want to know. I have to do some research. So So they raid Craig's house. They're like, how the fuck could he afford all this? Uh, Red flags everywhere. They go to his house. They find a crawl space in the bedroom. There's nothing there, but then. Wait, wait, wait. Describe it a little better. The crawl space is in the bedroom, in the claw. The hidden space is is in the bedroom, in the closet, in the crawl space. Right. So it's not like. There's just a panel. No, this is like an, a, a a complicated. No, no, no. He had to really look for it. Right. You you had he, to like. And even you know, when he opened it up, there was nothing there, and he had to reach up and feel around, and he found something up above on the frame. It was really well hidden. So basically, I just lifted up the board covering the crawl space, looked around, didn't see anything, but felt around the top of the crawl space and found this bag, and it turned out to be a shopping bag filled with a lot of paperwork. Right? I am just amazed. And, I, I, anyway, he finds a bag and it's full of damning. Inf- it's the best. It's the best. It is really it's full of porn. Porn. Uh, there's a receipt Who from the porn? club. Hotel spaces. Hotel stays and all um, his receipts. So he's screwing around on his wife and he's keeping receipts like an accountant. Yeah. So let me get this straight. You're gonna screw around on your wife. You're gonna keep the receipts. Yeah. I mean, it? is he going to try and figure out a way to take it off his taxes? I know, right? Because right, that's right, what I thought. Yes, I yes. thought that's exactly what he was going to do. He's that's like, exactly oh, this is from Delilah's. No, yep, he was. Uh, he was thinking ahead. Good for you. Did you see the one receipt? Did it hurt? Wait, what? There's one receipt in there that I thought you were going to get upset about. Oh no, I, I don't. I guess I missed it. Tiffany's. Ah. Oh! He bought her a Tiffany ring. Oh, he Tiff- bought her a Tiffany Tiff- ring. Uh, Tiffany's doesn't have anything that'll fit me, the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would have keyed in on No, no, no. I guess did. I missed it. Yeah, yeah. All I right. It. So he immediately turns around and pawns. I really like Tiffany's stuff. I know. They you don't do. have any I thought fu- you would have. I thought shit I was doesn't waiting fit for you to me, pinch mother- me. Uh, no, yeah. He bought her Tiffany. Summer's getting jewelry from Tiffany, and he's not her best customer. customer. Immediately after she died, he pawned her heirloom jewelry. Now, heirloom! Yes, 
And, and and in the Jewish tradition, that's a very important your, your grandmother's wedding ring. Right, and all that right, stuff. right, right, right. That's not shit. You just suddenly go willy nilly, and, and you know it was nice. Yeah, you yeah, know it was nice, and it's it's because nice. if the term well, if you use the term heirloom jewelry, it's I'm hoping that they're not just using that term casually. Heirloom jewelry would imply that it is something of some significance. It was. Like a, well, it was. I didn't see pictures, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, but heirloom jewelry. jewelry would imply that it's like high carat count, high it was. gold. I, 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 but I, you I do mean, know. I do. Well, you were I, there? You saw? Uh, no, I've I had very 20 many. 20 carat diamonds I've had very many setting. female Jewish roommates when I was younger, <laughs> and they prided themselves on inheriting their their grandmother's It has nothing to do jewelry. with being Jewish. Women like having heirloom stuff from their mothers and grandmothers. Correctly, and but like I, I, I'm just saying it, it's a very strong tradition in the Jewish tradition. Well, and yes. And it's usually really nice stuff. Usually, And he yes. turned right around, and you know I'm he was... I'm assuming there was a nice set of pearls. Yes, yeah. but you know, he and probably he turned around. And he pawned it. And you know who got he that money? He took it to a pawn shop. Summer Wheatley probably Summer. got it. So well, She probably would have rather had the jewelry. She might no, I don't think she did. I saw a picture of her. Put she it in did. a fancy box and give it to her. She's not gonna know the difference. She's not gonna know it's I don't, used. she didn't look I, she looked more like she was well, she, yeah. It's not about summer. Anyway. So anyway, okay. forensic accounts Rick Zayas, he finds all of these bogus invoices for latex gloves. This is what Craig has been selling to it his It didn't make any sense the way it was described. It Go was ahead. rough, but it's it, it's it's a Ponzi scheme. Craig has been telling people that he has a latex glove, which it's so Seinfeld, I can't help it. <laughs> but he, he's buying latex gloves and whatever else is latexy. He buys them and he, he buys them at twenty thousand dollars a container. A container. He buys a container. And then he can sell them for thirty or forty thousand dollars a container. He's got a little uh, proof of business sheet. He's handing this to friends and relatives. They're buying it. So and then he does the classic Ponzi scheme. And then of course I'm thinking so he's buying twenty thousand dollars worth of latex gloves. I, he didn't. I, he I'm never. Not, well, he I never, no no no. I, yeah yeah yeah. I realize that. But what I'm saying is, is like latex gloves. So like they're in a big bag. He's got to take yeah. them home and package them. I mean, there are so many companies that sell medical supplies. If someone told me they sell, well, I sell latex gloves, I would literally be like, wait, what? Yeah, right. Like, Right. What? And everybody was so quick Met, to believe. You sell medical supplies. You don't the, uh, specifically sell latex gloves. I think one of the reasons that everybody bought it so quickly was because your was return specific. on investment is going to be 100%. You give me $20,000, you're going to get $40,000 next year. I can't imagine. Now, anybody who's in my personal inner circle, a close personal friend, if they came to me and said, okay, listen. Uh-huh. I've got these latex gloves. Yeah. I'm gonna pay twenty thousand dollars for yeah. them. For right. I'd be like, well, listen, that's a great idea, but I'm not giving you any money. Yeah, and I just don't I mean, see I'm talking about a close I'm personal sure friend that, that I trust. Mark's already locked up, and I'd like to think after he gets he gets locked up that he's pen pals with Bernie Madoff oh, or Ed, Ed Scott because like Bernie Madoff is the Ponzi scheme king Oof. and ed scott is the king of drowning your wife for money for uh, <laughs> so i i'd like to think those two. <laughs> oh my god are we gonna do another six degrees of separation thing maybe oh, no, <laughs> i won't do it don't. not tonight oh. so the, 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 what i liked about this episode of forensic files was that they said the closest thing that uh 
uh, he had to an office space because they couldn't find no evidence of him having an office space anywhere in, in Philadelphia. The closest thing he had to an office space was his seat at the strip club. Which is hilarious. Actually, the one guy says a dark corner in the strip club or something like that. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah. So now we get to your favorite thing about spouses that murder. <gasps> How much was she worth if she's dead? Uh, I don't remember that, but I do remember there was a life insurance That's policy what I'm getting at, sugar. For $1.5 million. Dollars, and it was recently taken out by Craig. Now, we don't- Yeah, we had a conversation about this earlier. You can't. Can you just go get a life no, insurance policy you on can't. somebody? You can't. So, like, let's say, for example, I, I, I have a neighbor that's close to death. Can I just go out and get no, a life insurance you policy can't. on them? No, she has to be aware of it. She had to have been aware of it and signed for so it. So, assuming- so one would assume, assuming, uh, I'm an assumer. Uh, I would assume that if they, as a couple, I remember, so they, as a couple, went to their insurance company and said, "They must have done." Yeah. I want a life insurance policy on yeah. her, and he's and and she's like, "I want a life insurance policy right. on him." And I, you know, he's been such a dick about keeping his uh, his double life, you know, from her. That seems really reasonable, honey. Oh, because they said at some. Because oh, they have a baby girl. They have yes, a baby girl. They have girl. a daughter. Yes, they do have a daughter. So that would make sense. I would. I could see Catherine being very... Catherine? Uh, Rebecca. Uh, uh, whatever her name is. She, you know I'm horrible with names. See her being you. very like, you know what, she Craig? Little, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And then one of the cops... I hope I'm not giving anything away for later. One of the cops was like, according to her co-workers... She had a glorious marriage. She yeah. was like, oh, I, she loved her husband. She loved she, her husband. She yes. thought she was. They happy. were a good looking. They couple. were a good looking couple. They, I mean, he's they, handsome. She's she pretty. Was, yeah, but she was like, you know, normally you hear about these things and you hear the one, you know, my husband. No, she was like, mm-hmm. I'm happily married. Yeah, happily married. No, uh, he was really good about Oof. keeping that from Oof. her. So medical examiner he. Ian Hood is here to save the day. He overrides the parents' wishes to have her buried before the next sunset. He said, no, I don't like this. It's a little fishy. We know she had very recently ingested a meal, in this case shrimp uh, and bean sprouts uh, were quite clearly seen with very little uh, digestion having occurred uh, in the stomach uh, contents. So she obviously died probably within an hour or two of ingesting that meal. And I want to give her a full autopsy. And he immediately sees the food in her stomach is not digested at all. He claimed that they ate dinner around 8 o'clock. The food in her her stomach... Had not digested. It was like a two-hour thing. Right. And that was 10 o'clock. Shrimp and something. Because he said shrimp, and I was like, "Mm, shrimp. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. Ian Hood was like, "Uh, no, no, no. She died around 10. He didn't call 911 until... I said 911. Yeah, baby steps until after midnight, and on top of that, Ian Hood sees Ian Hood is from New Zealand. I had to look up; I couldn't understand his accent. He's from New Zealand, so that's the thing I want to get in there. He sees bruising on her legs and elbows, and then he sees these telltale petechial hemorrhages around her neck, which is when. You're you're compressed. You can even do it to yourself Ooh. if you want to uh, settle oh down. <laughs> oh wait, what? <laughs> Back in my day, <laughs> that's funny. But someone, if you're strangled or whatever, it's those small explosions of blood vessels, and they are telltale for somebody being choked. You don't 
you're, these are not necessarily things that are visible to the average person. No, no, no. These are things that when they like look at the dead body, they're like, oh, look somebody, at this. Somebody looks a little closer. And Craig uh, was was counting on them being I'm like- shaking my head, people. The Jewish tradition is, well, she's going to be in the ground in a day. No one's going to find these things out. I'm good. It should be good. I should get the million and a half dollars. Exhumed. Yep. Hello. Right. So the- even, well, No, no, no. I'm saying even if she had gone in the ground within a day- yeah. I'm gonna. Well, they're gonna exhume the body. They do that all the they time. They do. They do. But uh, he was counting on them not doing any of that. Uh, he then finds Ian Hood. Then finds that she had a high dose of Ambien. Ambien in her body. She didn't have a prescription for Ambien. Who did? Craig. Craig had a prescription, and it was filled at not their place, not their pharmacy. Uh all right, Bruce Caster. The Amateur! Dist- yeah, Bruce Caster, the district attorney, summarizes it for us. He had dug himself into this deep hole financially. Now, part of it is lavishing money on the strip, but that he needed to have that cash so that he could get out of debt, because clearly he could have divorced his wife and run off with the stripper if she'd had him. But I don't think that she'd have had him if she found out that he was broke. So now we get a, a reenactment. He drugged her. He took her upstairs. But what happens when he <laughs> takes his ambient dosed wife and drops her into the water? The water woke her up! She wakes up and oh, she God. starts playing. Uh, See, he should have made it really warm. So when she was put, it was all soothing. No, I bet you he threw her in yep, cold water. Yep, 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 he thought it was a fait accompli. And then... <sighs> Just done. They they just they have him. They dead to rights. They they arrest him. They take him in. First he pleads not guilty, and then he says when he knows the jig is up. Oh yeah. What happens? His wife. He says he has a dream, and and the wife came to him in the dream and said, "No, you have to come forward and tell the truth because, yeah, uh, you know, for your for your honor, for the child, blah 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 blah." blah. Right. District Attorney Bruce Castor says. This is actually what happened. Uh, the reason he didn't want to do it was because we were going to just rip him a new one. I think that's complete nonsense. I think he pled guilty for selfish reasons. He knew that we would spend several weeks just completely annihilating his character in front of the uh, whole world, including his mother and, and friends and whatnot. There was one thing, though, about the package of stuff that you didn't mention. The 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 paperwork that he had in the in the crawl space, because he was an accountant or because he was used to the, the doing numbers and stuff, he had, like, not a log. What's it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a, an accounting? An accounting of... I'm going to get $1.5 million. Yeah. He was looking at the amounts of money he was spending versus, versus how much he was going to get and uh, doing an account sheet, like a balance sheet, yeah. to see how much money he would end up with. And with all the insurance money, blah, 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 he would have come out debt-free and money ahead. 700 bucks to pursue and, summer. And he was hoping that he would uh, be able to score summer at that point. And of course, that makes me laugh because <laughs> when you're, <laughs> because, you know, he was older. He wasn't, he wasn't even that old. No, he's 34. Yeah. But you know, she was 20. You know, well, was 34 and 24. That's young people. Well, 
but in stripper years, you know, <laughs> so well, you would and know. I'm not saying anything bad about Summer. Summer didn't have any clue what the Poor hell was Summer going Wheatley. on. You know, Summer was Summer was just going along on her little yeah, merry way. Her Summer Wheatley thing. Yeah, and and this guy is like, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, finger I'll throw my life away, finger for you. guns. I've got, a, I'm going to have a lot of money. And if she was like, okay, baby, whatever, sugar, you yeah, know, whatever. Yep. yep. All I can it was of, all him. All I can think of is the South Park episode Raisins, where the, where the, <laughs> oh, raisins, the, the, the yeah. Hooters, the Hooters, you know, raisins. hey, baby, hey, sexy, hey, cutie, hey, the, and, you know, the strippers, the strippers make you, the, that's, it's just really fun, stripper, uh, stripper lives or whatever, it's uh-huh. really interesting to me. Yes, they're going to flirt with you, they're going to make yep. you, because that's how they make their extra money. Oh, there's an... It's great. That's There's exactly, an Onion article. And about I, I'm not saying area man thinks that local Hooters waitress really likes it. Right, him. exactly. <laughs> and I always say when I have actually had an, a, an argument with a DJ before, uh, the DJ was giving me shit because I didn't tip strippers, and I said I also don't go into Krispy Kreme and just lick the glass on the outside of the camera. <laughs> no, I. I don't. Now you hit this up and get night, people. <laughs> uh-huh.